2: Today, I have Gemma, of course, but we also have two new people who are going to be joining us. We have Wendy and Gray, both, who are joining us from California. Hi, Wendy and Gray. Hi. Hello.
1: Today, listeners, I'm going to share some information that you've been asking about. So if we do this again, and you would like to be part of the conversation, let Shane or, or myself know, and we can make sure we include you next time. So anyway... An individual in the Keepers that everybody has asked about is the student that Sister Kathy had in the public school called Western High School, who spoke to Kathy the afternoon before Kathy disappeared. Her name is Juliana Bertoldi Farrell. She and I have become quite good friends because we both agree politically about most things and because of the Keepers. I had a conversation with Juliana last week and invited her to be our guest, and she said she would be happy to share and clarify information about that day and herself, but she would prefer not to actually speak on a recording. So she wrote me a statement, and I'm going to read that. But the first thing I want to do is clarify a few things for all of you. Sister Kathy when she was abducted, was no longer at Keogh. She was at Western High School, which is part of a complex in Baltimore City, and it includes Polly High School, which was the school for boys, and Western was the school for girls, although they were both public schools. Contrary to popular opinion on the series, Juliana did not wear a uniform. She did have a dress code, Uh, I think she told me no pants. They had to wear dresses or skirts every day, which is actually kind of funny. And the building that you saw in the keepers that when we're talking about Juliana, that is the front of Western High School. The filmmakers were not able to film inside the building, just like Keo. So that part might be like a little bit of Hollywood, but that building there was not Keo. It was Western. So what I'd like to read to you is the information Juliana sent me for this podcast, and nobody else but me has heard this, so this will be interesting to get your reactions. Hi, Gemma. As per our conversation the other day, I am giving you permission to talk about what I told you about my conversation with Sister Kathy Susnick on November seventh, nineteen 1969. First, I would like to clarify that I did not attend Keo High School. I went to Western High School, Poly Western Campus. Kathy Sesnick was my English teacher at the time of her abduction and murder. I spoke to her after class on that day, and she told me that she was going shopping that evening to buy an engagement gift for a family member. She was excited about this engagement and asked me if I wanted to go along with her shopping. I was unable to, since I lived on the east side of Baltimore and had no transportation besides the bus to get home, and I needed to get home and get dinner on the table, so I told her that I couldn't go. I left to go to my next class. That night, And everybody, this would be the Friday night that Kathy disappeared. That night, I dreamed that she was in a shack somewhere and a man was pacing back and forth and she was begging for her life. One of those dreams that sticks with you, but I didn't at that time know that she was missing. I didn't know until Sunday night on the news that would have been November 9th. On Monday, the 10th, I went to school and right to the office where there were police officers everywhere. And I spoke to a police officer who I can't tell you his name because I don't remember it. I told him about my dream, and he basically got the eye roll and a thank you, and it was poo pooed. I did speak to her sister in 2017 at the mass at Woodstock in honor of Kathy. Marilyn just wanted to know how her sister was on that Friday. I told her that she was just like normal and that she was excited about the engagement. Marilyn asked if she seemed afraid or stressed. I did not see any of that. She was, as usual, with a big smile and kind words and excited about the engagement. I hope this helped. I just didn't think it was important and didn't think it would be believed as it wasn't believed back in 1969. So with that, I was shaking my head when Juliana was telling me this. And I'm interested in knowing, Shane, what you and Gray and Wendy may think about this information.
2: Juliana was in the keepers, right?
1: Yes, she was.
2: As soon as she started talking about her, I realized who she was. I I had never heard that, that she was asked to join Kathy to shop that evening. Me either. That's crazy. Very crazy. That shows to me that Kathy
0: was, I don't know if she was afraid or she wanted someone to go along with her to go shopping because she thought that somebody might have been following her or because the night before was the night that. Maskell and Magnus came into the apartment. So it had been less than 24 hours since that happened. And I don't know if she was particularly frightened to go shopping by herself, but I think she wanted to have somebody with her just in case, because I truly believe that her life was threatened and she didn't take that lightly. So I definitely am very surprised to hear that she was invited to go shopping with Kathy. That's shocking.
3: Was it also a normal thing that people would go shopping, like with teachers or?
1: Yeah, I asked Juliana about that. I said, did you think that was odd? Hmm. She said, no, not really. And when I think back to the early days of my own teaching, this is going to sound horrible to people that are listening. But. The kids in our classes used to come to our where we lived, a bunch of teachers. We'd get a bunch of kids to come over and we'd have, I don't know, we'd have a cookout or something, or we'd have a teacher would have a whole class of kids come. We'd all be in the backyard. and So it wasn't unusual to have more familiarity with your students. So Juliana didn't think it was unusual to be invited to go shopping. And Gray's perception i think is a good one but i was wondering like if it meant like she she wasn't scared at all or just i don't know i don't know why she would have asked her
2: in our ongoing journey dissecting real life mysteries i have found a perfect companion in a game that not only captivates but also lets me step into the shoes of a detective in the glamorous 1920s june's journey as someone who's delved deep into the game playing through the intriguing scenarios of June Parker, I can personally vouch for its immersive experience. In June's journey, you unravel the mystery of June Parker's sister's murder. Each scene is a visual and intellectual puzzle, with hidden clues scattered across beautifully crafted locations. What I've enjoyed most is the depths of the storyline. Each chapter peels back a layer of this thrilling narrative, revealing danger, mystery, and romance. Besides the allure of solving mysteries, The game lets you design and customize your own luxurious estate island. Building my estate has been a delightful escape, offering a creative break from the intense narratives we tackle on the podcast. For those of you who enjoy the blend of history, mystery, and narrative depth we explore on this podcast, June's Journey offers a chance to live out those elements in a beautifully interactive setting. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on ios and android and join me in this ongoing quest to uncover hidden truths and solve complex mysteries
3: i wondered whether she just wanted maybe help choosing the present when she said it i'm going to choose an engagement present maybe it'd be nice to have someone come along for a second opinion or i don't know i can't see her being that non-decisive because
0: she was an extremely she was she made Very big decisions, like one to keep silent about certain things, and so on. You you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to me, Kathy knew full well exactly what was going on, but she was not going to let threats detour her from going to get an engagement gift for one of her family members. But she did want to feel like safety and number. I went to a public school which was co-ed, so I've never been like to an all guy school or an all girl school. So to me. Maybe because you were at an all-girls school and you're with women teachers, you guys would hang out together and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. that never happened in any of the schools that I have ever attended in all of my in
3: all of my career. In- no, that. nor me. I've never heard of that before. Very unusual for England.
1: Yeah. What's your perception on this, Shane?
2: I think that it's important because I, I see the perspective of both Wendy and Gray. For what Gray is saying, I had the same mindset too while you were talking about it. I know that although some in the time frame that were in, in the 60s and 70s, mainly the late 60s for this, but if teachers, if it's socially acceptable for teachers to be out in public with their students, that's one thing. And so maybe that's why Juliana didn't think twice if Kathy would have asked. But I'm more curious on if this was abnormal behavior for Kathy. Mm. So Gemma, have you ever heard anyone else talk about them going shopping with Kathy, why they are an active student. Because we know, of course, she has friends who were former students that she went out and did things with. I don't know. When,
1: if you remember, a lot of us went to see Kathy and Russell that summer and they had left Keo and we all lived in the area. Like I wouldn't think that the girls who went to Western would have lived over in that Catonsville area. But we went to their apartment and we had we ate with them and We interviewed, was it Sharon, who said she was best friends with Russell, which I thought it was odd at first, but when she talked more about it, it made sense. Because Russ was a young woman and Sharon didn't have an older sister. So I'm not sure if it was that unusual, but the other comment that Juliana sent me was that she said she realizes this happened 50 years ago, but every time she thinks about it, Her memories are exactly, she doesn't, she is not saying that Kathy was shopping for her sister. She said Kathy was shopping for a family member who was going to be married. The other thing I think is really unusual is that Kathy was okay the next day. I don't think I would have been able to go to school if somebody had threatened me.
0: I do not think that Kathy was okay. I really don't. I truly believe that she was not okay. I think that's the reason why she asked Juliana to go shopping with her. I'm, that's just my speculation. I don't know if you've ever been threatened to be killed or like literally to your face or Shane or Wendy. I don't know if you guys have ever been threatened, but I have been threatened before. Hmm. And it's not something that you can shake off lightly. And I don't think that she was... Like, literally panic stricken, but I do believe that she had to get it together. But I don't believe, I, I believe that she was good on putting on a front. Wasn't she always, I'm not going to say on the sicklier side, but wasn't she always like having health problems? And she, just, she was always putting on a brave smile front through that whole entire thing, even though she was in pain. So to me, she was doing the same exact thing that she was always doing, which was self protection and protecting herself. She was the drama teacher.
3: But would you you offer to take a child with you if you thought you were being threatened? Would you not try and find, not put a child in danger? Would you not try and get an adult to go with you? At least, I'm not sure that if I was being threatened, I'd think that taking a child with me was a good idea because they also could then be in danger. I don't think that anything would have happened if she would have had Juliana with her.
2: We have two scenarios, it seems. One is that she's asking Juliana to help her pick out a gift for her family member, or two... She's asking Juliana just for safety reasons, which I agree with you, Wendy, that, you know, why would she be asking a student if she feels like she's in danger? But also, I think that there's a just a safety with having an extra person with you. Mm -hmm. I think we've all gone out to our car late at night and most of us hold our keys in a weird angle just in case if we have to shank someone. With When you have one other person, no matter who they are, young or old, it just, oh, no one's going to try anything because there's a witness. It's just the witness category. But if we're thinking about the presentation that Gray has brought, why wouldn't she have asked Russ to go with her is my question. Mm -hmm. Or in the situation that Wendy brings up, maybe she just wanted someone to help her pick out a gift. Again, why didn't she ask Russ to go with her? Because we know Russ was home and Russ stayed home. Do we know
0: if she ever asked Russ? Because Russ has never answered that question. That we don't even know if she even asked her. She might have. But didn't Sharon go over or call Russell that night or something while Kathy was shopping? Russ called. Okay, Sharon went
1: over before dinner and then went home. And then Russ called Sharon at about 10 o'clock to see if she had seen Kathy. Something you just said, Shane, made me think maybe because we know Russell had been in the apartment the night before, they were both threatened Mm -hmm. and maybe she was trying to keep Russell. In other words, like you said, if Juliana was with her, perhaps nothing would have happened. If Russell was with her, something could have happened to both of them at the same time.
0: I think so, because I personally believe I know this is a little bit much, but there had to have been some sort of weapon or gun brand or it had to have been like taken out and shown to them in that apartment. That's because if Maskell is doing the threatening, which I'm sure he was the one that was actually doing the actual threatening instead of magnet mm-hmm. Sure. Maskell had a gun or a knife or something on him to force had, the authority.
1: He had guns all the time. He was he had a gun on the altar when you was saying mass, you know what one thing. Yeah, he kept a gun up on the altar under one of the the
3: altar cloths. And that was general knowledge it. that was there? Or?
1: People knew about it. Wow. I never saw it, but he, <laughs> I guess he showed the girls in his office. But the other thing I was thinking about, and this was the first thing that occurred to me, was that this now takes care of the theory that perhaps Maskell asked Kathy to meet him somewhere that night. Or, you know, somebody brought up the idea. Maybe he said, let's go have coffee and talk about this.
0: Never, never.
1: Yeah, but that's come up that maybe she was going somewhere to meet
0: with him. She would never have done that. Why not? I think she would have because after the fact that he threatened her and then said, let's go meet for coffee. Yeah, that would have never have happened. Never. Kathy was not stupid. She was a little naive in certain respects. And obviously, when these. Late and when these young ladies started coming to her and telling them that they were abused, her whole entire world changed. So she had to start looking at things from a different perspective. And so Mag- Magnus and people on the fours and Maswell, all of these people started to become enemies to her. And she never knew like about enemies and stuff like that. And I think you can see that in the letter that she writes for her resignation to the sisterhood or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. See her emotion in that regarding things that she's just, this is not what I signed up for. I didn't sign up to cover up for the Catholic church and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, so you can see it all right there. I believe that she would have never have done that. That's going to have coffee with Satan. She would have never have done that.
2: Also to back up what Gray is saying, we do know that she did feel in danger because she told her parents that she was more in danger to stay at Keio than if she were to be teaching in a public school. But think, looking at what Juliana has said, I've, I firmly believe that the scene that she was taken at is when she pulled back into her parking spot. And I believe, in my mind, that someone then forced themselves into the car, probably with a gun. So regardless if Juliana was with her or not, I think that scenario would have still played out. And likely, Juliana would have been a victim as well. You do believe that would have happened if Juliana was there? I do, because by the time she gets back to the apartment, it probably would have been dark. I believe that the person was so determined that this is the moment. Okay, you know what? You just reminded me of something, and I'm sorry for interrupting you.
0: What that reminded me (laughs) of is basically, if Juliana would have gone with Kathy, that means that she would have had to go onto the other side of town to pick her up. And Gemma, you know how long that would have taken and then she would have had to go back to this place to go shopping which is right near where Kathy and them live and then she would have had to drive her all the way back over there so right that's time that's a lot of time to me yeah are just chilling there waiting at the apartment waiting mm-hmm. to stumble upon them so if Juliana was there she would have never have been attacked if she was attacked while shopping that's basically what I was referencing right now, because she would have been dropped off before she ever got home.
1: The other thing I asked Juliana was whether or not she was driving, because Kathy may not have known if Juliana had her license on a car or not. So like, I wouldn't know if my students did. Kathy may, have, if Juliana had said yes, Kathy may have said, how about if I meet you at Edmondson Village and they could have had met up there. Oh, you know what? That kind of makes sense because then Juliana would never have been in Kathy's car and they could have been in public shopping and nobody would touch them there, right? And they could have gotten back in their own individual cars and gone home. So Kathy was a planner. She may have thought that through and never even thought about that.
3: And was she driving? Did Juliana say she was driving or she wasn't driving?
1: No, she didn't have her license at that time and she didn't have a car. But I don't know that Kathy would have known that. No. She said everybody loved Kathy so much. And Kathy was a little, Juliana said she suspected Kathy was a nun because she dressed so conservatively and she wasn't married, but wore a gold ring on her left hand. And she said she just in her head thought, I have a feeling this is a sister or this was a sister. She said they were all like, would always chit chat about things, girl talk. And she said it was very common for students to congregate around kathy which
0: doesn't surprise me you guys are still talking about her like 50 years later so she obviously has like a major impact on a lot of people's lives and uh, you now too right a woman absolutely mm-hmm. i'm talking about her i didn't know anything about this i live in california <laughs> i woke up one day and was like let's watch something on netflix
3: what is this. Oh yeah. my goodness. Live from England. I definitely never heard of this. So. Yeah,
1: Free knows more about the story than I do.
3: <laughs> it sounds like
0: it. <laughs> it does. I have some time invested in this for some reason. <laughs> I have personal. And when you go through traumatic things in your life, you can identify with other people. and yeah. At certain times in your life, you're not ready to identify with people. So all of a sudden, when something comes knocking on your door like this unexpectedly, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. And it makes you take a look things and then you start seeing things from multiple perspectives and it's incredible really it's helped me by my time i guess i should say But <laughs> it's an incredible story incredible
1: i hope that the listeners are going to chime in with their ideas i think we've presented like a number of
3: different theories i'm intrigued by the dream she had she, has she ever had like other dreams that are similar to that because i have experiences of this and so I'm intrigued that she had this dream and that the police rolled their eyes because I, I had a similar experience when my aunt was murdered, but actually they took a statement from me. But then, of course, this is 50 years on. I just wondered yeah. if she'd had other similar dreams where she had dreamt something happened and then something did happen or...
1: She did not, but she told me that because she would have been having the dream at the very moment mm-hmm. that Kathy was probably being murdered. Yeah. Is what was so upsetting for her when she got when she saw the news on Sunday. She said it was a feeling of very surreal. And she when she got to school, she didn't even go to class. She went directly to the office, and she felt like it was important that she tell them. Also shared with me by phone that she could see the man's pants and shoes that was pacing, and that they were black, like formal pants and black shoes. And to her. That represented a priest.
3: It's going to be goosebumps you saying that.
1: (laughs) That's the other thing that she was not aware of is that Edgar Davidson was a bouncer on the block in Baltimore, which is like a strip neighborhood. And he would wear wear black pants and black shoes. (laughs) Uh, He was involved in a lot of stuff, but he told his wife he worked in a bowling alley. So he didn't go out. Yeah, he would go out in black pants, black shoes, and a white shirt every night. The same outfit.
3: Why did he lie to his wife about where he was? I guess because he was working
1: in strip joints and doing a lot of illegal Mm. stuff down
0: there. When Edgar Davidson came home that evening with a bloodied shirt, his wife at that time, or his wife at the time, thought that he was working at a bowling alley, but he was actually a bouncer at a strip club? Yes. Okay. Oh Wow. Yeah, because <laughs> I've always wondered where he was working because we know yeah. that Billy's brother or right. the one that also came home with the blood on the shirt. We know that he worked for the family business, but I just wasn't mm-hmm. sure where Edgar mm-hmm. was coming from work. So supposedly it was a bowling alley, but it was not really. It was he
1: knew he worked overnight and I don't think she, she was suspicious. And if she's listening to this, I hope she'll correct anything I'm saying that's incorrect. But it's my understanding that he said he worked in a bowling alley. And that he had to dress the same way, like that was the uniform, Mm -hmm. but it was also the way he would dress if he was going down. And the block is like probably two or three blocks in downtown Baltimore. It's all strip clubs and a lot of illegal stuff went on, including girls from Keough being prostituted down there. Jeez Louise. Yeah, we know that Edgar um, was involved in a lot of the enforcer. I think he was. Deeply involved in whatever Maskell was doing down there with the girls. Yeah, so she could have been. But now we're assuming that the dream is reality. Mm-hmm. It's not like she. It is yes, it reality. is. But it's not like she actually saw it happen. She saw in no. a
0: dream. So in some I strange just, way, though, Gemma, she did see it because she actually physically remembered detail. Can you remember a dream? I'm only specific dreams. Can you remember that we're 50 years old? She remembers this for a reason because it was imprinted into her mind for some bizarre, strange, unknown reason.
3: Yeah, and yeah that's I believe unexplainable. that. And I've had dreams like that in similar circumstances where, so I genuinely believe that if she dreamt that, she dreamt it and it was... Were yeah, yours premonitions? Too.
0: Mother's Day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for Movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile,
3: Wendy were yours like premonitions. Uh, my aunt was murdered like 11 years ago and thought that my her ex-husband had done it. And then my aunt came to me in my dreams one night and it was like she was sat in my bedroom and she said to me, he didn't do it. It was a short stocky man with dark hair. So I told the police this and they were quite interested and then a few weeks later they came to me and said, we've actually arrested someone else now and he's a short stocky man with dark hair. How did you know? And my ex-uncle had actually paid a hitman who was a short stocky man with dark hair to do the actual he yeah. And so they said to me then, hold on, how did you know all this eight weeks ago? And I was like, I told you she was in my bedroom. I woke up in the night, she was there. And they were just like, this is surreal. I mm-hmm. could describe him. I described what she was wearing, everything. It was so mm-hmm. real. And to me, it was real. To me, it was, he's not involved. He just didn't actually murder her. But somehow he is involved. I'm not sure how, but this other guy did the actual murder. And then when they found out that he'd paid a hitman and the description of the hitman was the description I'd given them, I genuinely believe everything she says because it's happened to me on more than one occasion. That's incredible. I wow. also dreamt my granddad died and I woke up and my granddad had died. So my, oh my pre- god,
1: get a little really? bit freaked
3: out by me sometimes. Wow. <laughs> my mom once said, if you ever dream I die, please don't tell me. I don't,
0: please don't tell me when <laughs> I'm so I apologize for you. please don't
3: tell me. <laughs> I'm really intrigued when people say things like this because I think it, it happens to other people then as well. <laughs> I believe it. I yeah. truly honestly I do this it.
0: well. It happens more often, yes. it seems, and people, a lot of people don't want to come forward and say, oh, I can have this and this happening because people look at them like they're crazy. You know yes. what I mean? So that being said, sometimes people like to keep these things to themselves. And I tell everybody, don't let anybody try to detour you from living your life in the best light. And if those things are in your life, I don't think they're bad. So express them and let people know because it's so helpful. You never know what information you can get from this. Seriously. I truly believe that.
2: I also think that Juliana going to the police officer, telling him, you know, what her dream was. If I had a dream like that, I would probably think this officer is going to think I'm nuts. But good for her for so caring for her teacher Mm -hmm. that she wanted to make sure that she told him the dream that she had. Did she mention ever being questioned by police?
1: After that, she did not. But the fact that she was so upset when she heard, can you imagine, like what Wendy just said, you have a dream that somebody is saying, don't, what was she saying? Don't hurt me or don't kill me. And then you find out that person is gone. Yeah. Horrible. And you go to school the next day and there's police everywhere. Yes. She said it was so bizarre that she couldn't wait to tell them what she, what she had dreamed, but That they, and I guess it's typical for those days for an officer to roll his eyes. This is a a building full of women, Mm -hmm. right? And I I don't mean that to be sexist, but that's probably the opinion they had. It's going to be hysteria when we got there. He didn't have counselors, grief counselors, and everybody's going to be all bent out of shape. And here she is saying, I dreamt it. And it was happening at the moment that it was happening.
3: But I think even now you would get that reaction from a lot of police officers if you said it now. Yeah. I was lucky in that the police officers at my house had been there because everyone was at my house like a couple of weeks when I came down and said, oh, so I, this happened last night. And they kind of knew me a bit so they knew I wasn't completely crazy. So <laughs> uh, I think they were genuinely just quite interested as to why I would, you know, why I would bring it up and tell them. And they said they get it a lot and they're trying to take more notice when people say these things. But I think still even now a lot of police would still say roll their eyes at you probably was
1: this in england wendy in england. Or it?
3: no in england
1: i think people give more consideration to things like that in the united kingdom i don't know about all that in
0: the united states actually you know what i i guess i would be ignorant because i'm not from the uk but I, just because i've tried to study a lot of the psychic kind of stuff and see what's going on it just seems like a lot of stuff based in the united states like north america I don't nice. I, I, I don't know about European psychics like they're called gypsies or something like I have no idea. So like to hear or and I don't mean to be offensive. I don't mean that as an offensive. It's OK, comment. like
1: Long Island medium and the guy that what's his name? He comes through from the other side. No, none of that was going on back then. So none of that was going on in the United States. Not like it is now. There's a whole there's a whole town in Massachusetts somewhere that's the psychics. You go in from one building to the next. Yeah, the cops here just seem more disdainful of that. The cops of that. I'm
0: in California, so our cops are cool, I guess, in that respect. They yeah, everything's have... different. Everything's different where you are. Are you a psychic? Some things, I'm, not really, I'm not really a psychic because I don't like to put labels on myself. No, okay. Labels are too much of a stark definition, and I can't be labeled like that. Okay. So I just... Things come to me, and... Yeah. I either write them down or I have to say them out loud or make a song out of it or whatever the deal is. But they're like little movies that happen inside of my mind with uh-huh. feeling, but I can feel, I can almost smell too. It's very bizarre. And like 95% of the time they're correct. And then sometimes I get this weird stuff where I'm just like, where the heck did this come from? You know what I mean? But I guess it just has to do with who's susceptible and who yeah. wants to hear and who doesn't want to hear. Because once people put yeah, blocks, I... you can't get past those blocks. No no. But I definitely believe that because of there's so much spirituality and so much faith and all that stuff regarding in this case, that's why I have such strong feelings about it in that psychic-y type of a way. I, that's all I can explain to it. I feel like I was literally called to watch this series, if that makes any type of sense. I really believe that, truly. I, You guys, I don't watch any of this kind of stuff i didn't even have netflix like i watch harry potter and lord of the rings and star wars and all that kind of stuff and then for me to go from that to this shocked me so i believe that sister kathy is literally calling out to these heaps because she wants her killer names immediately Well, i have
1: to tell you guys that bray has also given me a whole bunch of information from just his intuition that is like accurate that there was no way he would have known like people's names yes and now he'll write down or text me a name and say does this mean anything to you and i'll be like omg yes so it keeps
0: happening Mm -hmm. and
2: i'd like to also add that where gray is and of course now wendy in california i do believe that most people who say they are psychic detectives live in california (laughs) <laughs> so I I don't know if it's the water you guys are drinking over there but I I do think that is it is much more widely accepted mm. especially from law enforcement. I'm in Indiana and we had a infamous double homicide that many people know as the Delphi murders mm. about 40 minutes from my house and I know for a fact speaking to the officers who originally were in charge of the case that after It happened, so much media flocked around it, and they had like thousands of psychics writing in and calling in, and they did not take any of them seriously. And I know that's the case for almost any case that anyone mentions anything to do with a dream or voice or anything like that for Indiana. So I do think that most of the cases that it's more widely accepted are in California. I also wanted to bring up something that I think is more troubling from what we've been talking about is the fact that they didn't question Juliana, that the police didn't. Because here we have a student who spoke to her before she left. So Mm -hmm. I'm wondering why that didn't happen. Of course, we know the police were likely involved. It likely didn't really want to find the answers to their to these questions but it's very troubling to me that when juliana would have went up to the detective talking about this dream that he didn't inquire more when Did was the you... last time you spoke to kathy you you know like just these questions like i feel like they should have questioned the students walked in to her classroom and anyone that could have spoken to her that day just the smallest detail could have been important Unfortunately, now she's working on her memory from 50 years ago, and I really wish that those detectives back then would have questioned her, because if they're not questioning her, I just feel like they're not questioning a lot of people, and that makes me lose my faith in them, which we know we probably should, because many of them were involved in this, and Jim Sounds and I good. both yeah. believe that. You do
0: have to remember that this was 50 years ago, and that the everybody was involved in it everybody so they literally did not care nobody had the ball in their hand they all were dropping the ball on purpose because it was a covert operation posing as a catholic parish and they didn't give a care about any of it and they threw all caution to the wind they completely shredded that murder investigation